morning. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Juice in the Morning and Polly Sleepers, the best fantasy football show in Indianapolis, Indiana at this moment. We are live on Twitter. Uh, Periscope, I think, is the app. We are here. John is not here, but I am joined by Jackson, and I'm joined by Polly, and we also have a new guest in the studio, Smiley. How are you doing today, man? I'm great. How are you? You excited to be on the podcast? Oh, I love podcasting. I used to have my own show on WICR, so Sports with Smiley and Riley, and I interviewed a couple of big time people. So, I'm hell yeah, excited. I didn't yeah. know that. So, yeah. you, so you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, you're not a noob. You don't. Smiley oh, okay. is our Polly sleepers. Like, um, he's our sleeper cor- correspondent. He's like our substitute <laughs> yeah. teacher. He's our correspondent out in the field. He'll, nice. He's gonna get us. He's gonna get us an interview this year. Well, I'm yeah. very excited. I'm excited for this week. We're only a couple weeks out from the Bills Colts uh, live tailgate podcast as well. It's just it's it's growing a week uh, from Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, a ton of people are uh, actually interacting with the show. Um, I know your guys' Twitter is blowing up. Um, I'm trying to get to 2,000 followers, so if anybody out there wants to uh, share my Twitter, it's at Juice in the AM, and uh, I'm going to pick out of that 2,000 people a uh, random lucky winner to win a $50 gift card. Nice. To nice. Amazon. It would be nice if you hit a 2,000 and we hit 1,000 in the same week, because we're like 965. That'd so. be cool, you know, but then I'd also... a $50 gift card. Like, yeah. <laughs> win, win. And then give us the money. That'd be pretty cool, but then I'd also be pretty pissed, because it's taken me like 16 years to get to this 2,000, <laughs> and I think you guys are in... Uh, what week uh, twelve maybe of having the podcast yeah, or having 10, the podcast Twitter yeah. since late July <laughs> we're we're very active yeah so uh, once again though let's get into it we've got news and notes that Polly always brings to the podcast and he uh, I think he blows some people's minds with some of the stuff he has so let's hear it um any, anything ex- like the I was waiting thing. for the drop oh oh yeah 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 my I bad was waiting for the drop God damn. Hey. got some good news. I've got some bad news. Hopefully nothing too bad for some of these fantasy owners out <laughs> well, there. Unfortunately, in, in fantasy football, the news segment is usually bad it's news. It's usually bad news. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't do my news without the drop, man. Yeah, um, that's so. my bad. I dropped the ball on that. <laughs> Get that's, it? That's all right. No, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jay Ajahi is on IR. God, I can't, I can't do anything about that. Well, I mean, he got you two points last week and you still beat us. I, don't, I don't really don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Oh, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. So, so this is we're interrupting the news right now for late breaking news in the uh, listener league. Is Juice beat Polly Sleepers team this week? So we are now one and four. It is the best one and four team you have ever seen. I oh, I've, I've got stuff to bring up about this later, so you don't have to get too far so into it. I usually don't break it down to one play and say, "Oh, well, if they would have called that catch, we would have won" or whatever. But Sony Michelle had a touchdown. You, he crossed the plane. You could see it with the with the overhead cam. And they didn't call it. He didn't. Bill didn't challenge it. And then Tom rushed it in. And you had Tom Brady. So that was a twelve point swing for right. us. And we lost by four. So and it that's was the a, way our season. It was. Was going. Uh, it was exactly what I needed at the time. That's where the way our season was going. <laughs> so he's on IR. Um, Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood will be big pickups this week. John's not here, and John is a Wendell Smallwood truther, and he's kind of got me on bored with this because he's getting goal line looks um, on fade routes and, and, and stuff. Um, he's um, 
Am he's I a, wrong? Is he? He's a smaller back, right? Right. Well, yeah. they, you know, it's it's on his jersey. I know. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I was like. I mean, I didn't want to I'm sound like a that moron. Conversation right. didn't go from like it's on his jersey. Yeah, it's small wood. <laughs> well, oh, we could go there. No, we could go there. That's not. That's not. Um, in PPR, I think Wendell Smallwood is the pickup, and I think that your league mates will be clamoring to get Corey Clement. And um, I would get Wendell Smallwood, especially in a PPR. Um, now there's trades, rumors. So the rumor mill is LaShawn McCoy going back there, Carlos Hyde going there, Le'Veon Bell going there, which is not going to happen. What do you think, uh, Smiley? Well, just to go off of that, you said Corey Clement, and I was reading a report that he's most like, he's practiced, but he's not really going to play this week. So Smallwood again, I don't know who else they would go to. Sproles is already out too. So yeah, Sproles is practicing, but obviously he's not going to get a ton of you know you know a bulk of carries. How old is Sproles? Do we know off the top of our head? 30, 34, I think. Yeah, thirty four. And last year he had like three season ending injuries in one injury, <laughs> and still came. And he'll still blow your ass up. Um, but um, that. That's, that's a good point, Smiley. Uh, Corey Clement has not played the last three weeks, so um, practice reports right now are he's you know not practicing. So um, Wendell Smallwood is definitely a great pickup there. Not to be too distracting, but you just said that Sproles would blow me up. I will still <laughs> to this day go a one-on-one Oklahoma drill with Darren Sproles. I think I could take him. You think you could take? Uh, him? I think I could beat him. I just if, if I'm carrying the ball. I don't. I, I don't think I could tackle him. But if I'm carrying the ball, I think I could get over the goal line. I would say, like, if he's if you're trying to rush the passer and he's in pass blocking, <laughs> I've seen him lay out like he would knock my head off on that. Yeah, yeah. you, you, you would need one step. You couldn't give him three or five because if <laughs> yeah. he, then you're just. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I'll so be the four of us were on the ground. <laughs> Breaking news: Javante Freeman has a new injury, so this is troubling. Uh, it's a foot injury. It's that's not associated with what has been keeping him out. Very frustrating for Devonte Freeman owners. Very good for Tevin Coleman owners. Um, is, is Tevin fully healthy? Yeah, Tevin's Tevin's fine. Yeah, um, I, if if they're holding him out, it's because they know they need him really bad. Because I think they did hold him out of Wednesday. You got to be careful with these Wednesday practice reports because a lot of you know it's a lot of it is vet stays off, and a lot of it with these running backs that are going to be taking a majority of the workload because the other ones hurt. They'll almost always sit Wednesday because they need him really bad on Sunday. I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago, but. Um, um, you know, it's just something to keep an eye on. It, you know, the reason why this is more troubling is because it's a new injury. It's not what had kept him out before. It's a foot injury. This is not what was, you know, holding him out for three weeks. Okay. So Devin or Tev, damn it. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Um, he was it an injury sustained in practice or is it something that came from like a previous game? Maybe late in the game mm-hmm. or Monday's practice, okay. one of the two, but it's, it's not why he missed before. Right. So that's, that's when I take note. Right. When when Julio Jones is holed out on Wednesday because of a foot, well, I mean his foot is always. Yeah, I mean, and he when you start to get to the middle of the season, get, everybody is hurt yeah. in one way or the other. And certain, but and certain it, are will, you hurt or are you injured? Right, exactly. It also hurt. doesn't matter with like Atlanta. Like last week, even though they were in a plus matchup against uh, Pittsburgh. Like all three, Edo Smith, Devontae Freeman, and Tevin Coleman, they all played significant snaps. Like, yeah, it's a three-headed monster yeah, there now. Right. So, Edo Smith, their rookie, is getting work, and that's a good point, Jackson. Um, especially if Devontae Freeman sits this week, uh, Tevin Coleman might not be the only play there. That game yep. could really shoot out. Um, Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup both left the game with concussions. Cooks looked way worse. Um, I think Jackson was saying it looked like when Cooks Austin Collier. Like, yep. 
Yeah, Colts fans remember when Austin Collie went out and and just knew he was never going to play football. Which, and then you can go to Dick's and you can get the jersey for twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, because I did that. His jerseys went on sale. But uh, no, the 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 scariest ones are when they get hit and they go down and you can see the whole body locks up. I had never flail and it's just like, but it's like, but there's even like there's the flail too where they just are completely knocked out. But the the serious concussions that I didn't, I don't feel like I started seeing until probably like 2013, 2014, where somebody would get hit and they didn't flail like they they're literally they're locked up. They locked up almost like their fucking brain was being. I'm sorry, there's the swear jar. Um, if it's like their brain is being uh, rebooted and like they're just like locked it's like right. it's scary as hell to right. see um cooper cups wasn't as bad and he doesn't even have an injury designation today on okay. like any web website uh cooks is obviously a cue they both participated in walkthroughs my guess would be that cooks is unlikely to play this week and cup is likely to play this week it was less severe and uh and cooper cups my guy right <laughs> um so um keep an eye on that josh reynolds is their rookie that got significant playing time last week after both those guys went down i mean robert woods can't do it all um so yes he can because you know where he went to school at usc, USC. Uh, uh, that's unfortunate USC i wish i had like more like just like planned like jokes about usc i'm gonna work on that for yeah. next week yeah don't worry i got i got plenty of stuff i can do that's <laughs> oh, all right man i tell you <laughs> um Manti Teo did not play last week, by hey, the way. I don't know. He's trying to find his imaginary girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> no, he's already, he's already, that, he's already so. found the new one. Well, worry. I mean, John's not here, so we can't talk about yeah, Khalil, we can't give him Khalil Mack. Yeah. I mean, we just hammered John with Khalil Mack last week. That, that, that's probably why he took this week off. <laughs> he's like, man. No, he probably went to freaking Chicago to try to steal Khalil Mack. <laughs> um, Matt Ryan has uh, a foot injury from the end of that game, but x-rays were negative. I think he'll be fine. Um, Deshaun Watson is Wait. is not hurt, but just the way he's playing football, oh, like, yeah. it's, you're it's shaking a, your head, Smiley. It's, like, a, it's abusing. Like, you take your quarter, your franchise quarterback and you run him up the middle and take all these hits. It's, it's like Andrew Luck in his early career. He's eventually going to have a big big injury again they're going to lose him for a year and they're going to wonder why their season's horrible again because all the abuse it's unbelievable quarterback runs getting hit hits like that you saw him hit it i was watching that goal line that goal line Mm -hmm. hit like two guys just jacked him up and he's not cam newton's size which i'm not like trying to say that you should like you know run your quarterback but but he has cam's athleticism exactly he doesn't have that size size and like and even cam got his ass beat and got went through a lot of injuries last few years too so but But he's only he's only missed three games in cam will take a hit that you would think is is a Gonna def- definite out. concussion and he's in on the next play i don't think watson is built like that no. and that's why i'm bringing watson up in the injury segment it's almost like this is like this is my ouija board for injuries like it's going to happen if he keeps playing that way so if you have deshaun watson definitely pick up a uh, andy dalton or Jameis winston or some reliable uh, backup because th- there's no way he's going to keep playing football playing that way and smiley's over there shaking his head as soon as i said it like he's playing like mike vick Absolutely, and 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 just blowing through guys trying to get the first down. You know, not sliding, not doing the smart thing, and he's getting jacked up. He's got a chest injury right now, um, probably from getting hit so many times. So I just, I, I just, I think that's a very, very worrisome for the whole franchise. Be wary. To be contrary to that, though, he's playing very confidently. The passes he made over time to throw to 
to get to win the game for Houston is very impressive, even though he's taking all those hits. So it's good to see him still have all that confidence. Yeah, he's stepping up. I mean, that's a good point. He played out of his mind last week. I I think that team looks way better with Lamar Miller on the sideline. I tweeted out that he is a uh, he's an anchor to that um, for for production for that team. He's dragging them down. They looked way better with Alfred Blue back there and Kiki QT moving around, and other people are doing the Kiki. Do you love me? So it's not even fresh anymore. I'm looking at you, Jax, right here. I mean, it's a damn good song. Um, I mean, all right, what do we got? We got AP with a separated shoulder. He will play. um, Separated shoulder as running back, and you can play with that? The first play, I think his first play of the game where he had that little outlet pass to the right. He got lit up. Uh, I thought his leg was broken. Yeah, he got lit up. He separated his shoulder, and a couple plays later, he pushed this guy out of bounds on a sideline play and and pushed the guy like five yards with that arm. So, like, he's just a beast. Um, That guy's not human. No, no, he's totally not human. But that's going to hurt. Like, they're saying that if there's there's ligament damage there and stuff, he will require surgery at the end of the season and is probably pretty much planning his flag on this being his last season if he's going to keep playing. It should this. be his last season. Yeah, so, I mean, it's. I think he knows that, too, and instead of electing to have surgery and just being done with football, he's going to wait, but he might cause some serious damage to it, but he loves playing football that much. Um, their other running back, Chris Thompson, took a rib injury. Um, he's been getting a lot of passing work. If you like, Whether they're ahead in the game or behind in the game, they don't really air it out in games that they're behind. They just keep doing doing the dink and dunk plays so like he's uh like i think the number 15 ppr back right now so guys are relying on chris thompson right now um not saying pick up capri bibbs but if either or both of these guys have uh issues um capri capri bibbs would be the next man up and i follow him on twitter he's pretty cool he's got an interesting story a lot of people that he grew up with have have died in gunshot you know violence gang violence and uh actually had something like the day before the season started he had another friend that he lost and he's lost brothers so capri ribs is an injury you know entry interesting story and he did score last week um so like i said lamar miller just he's totally droppable right now um i would not look to hold on to him and see what they do i, I would think they could see what i saw last week is that Man, they look way better without him. Um, don't, for, don't forget to add add to that Devonta or the Freeman. Uh, what's Devonta Foreman? Yeah, he's, he's a coming back short. He's a stash. Number. He's a stash for me this week in one of our later segments because Deontay Foreman is um, is I, I like his prospects for sure. Um, Corey Grant was put on IR, so the uh, Jags signed Jamal Charles. This is not really fantasy relevant right now unless injuries keep happening and put him into the limelight, but it is important to note that he averaged 4.2 yards per carry last year on the Broncos. So, um, you know, people say, well, I mean, if he's that good, why was he sitting on the couch? I mean, there's tons of guys out there that are going to get the call this year. Des Bryant. <laughs> Des Bryant, I think, is going to stay on the couch, but, you know, I don't know. But that, that's another, another conversation. That's another brother, conversation. Um, Leonard Fournette is already ruled out, so we've been talking about this the last few weeks, how frustrating it was. Went from 10 minutes before the game, finding out when he's going to play, to last week on Wednesday they ruled him out. This week they ruled him out on Monday. So. Oh, shit. He's got a significant hamstring injury that they tried to play him through, and it happens all the time. You know, these players, they think they're okay. Team puts them out there, and and it's obviously worse. So he's going to miss probably a couple more weeks and makes TJ Yeldon just a great play right now. There was a uh, report today that he might be out till week 10. Yeah. 
That's oh. and then TJ TJ's the I mean known as a pass catcher, right? He is, but yeah. he can he can carry the load, yeah. and he has been. I mean, you would think that Jamal Charles would probably get five or six or seven touches this week, and those would be carries. But he's not really that big either. But Yeldon can Jamal Charles, another guy that's still in the NFL, and I didn't even know it. I know yeah. it's great. Like, no like if you think about like Jamal Charles, I honestly think like he might be like the guy. Like we're gonna give Yeldon a break for a carry. Yeah, like you'll see him not, on Sunday. Like, Yeldon will get the significant touches yeah. on Sunday. But if Yeldon gets hurt, then Jamal Charles is gonna be one of the best pickups. So you know, no, Blake Bortles will run that ball every <laughs> damn down. Um, Matt Bereda had a laundry list of issues, and it was only a matter of time before he went down for significant time and I think he's going to miss significant time. They're, the team's being really tight-lipped about it, but I don't think he will play this week. Um, so you've got Alfred Morris Monday Night Football at Green Bay. Could be an interesting play if you have Alfred Morris on your bench. I'm not saying he's... The, I dropped him yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he's the play of the week or anything. Well, and we were going to... We might as well talk about this now because I have this in my notes. Don't drop running backs. Right. There, there, there's... there's like you could look at a guy that's just crap. Like like Devontae Freeman hasn't done anything for us, but at some point Jackson and I will play him and use him. And same thing with Sean McCoy. Same thing with Royce Freeman and Carrie Johnson. Just, they're, they're just like as a fantasy football kind of a announcement. There's no depth. I mean, people know that already. There's no depth at that position. There's no depth at that position, and there's been so many injuries like, that I, you I just, just traded in one of our, our work league. I just traded Golden Tate for Austin Eckler. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a pitiful trade on my end, but it's like I need. He needed one so bad, and in the St. Elmo League, I drafted Corey Clement and have just been sitting. Right. And this week, Carry On Johnson got hurt, so guess what? Corey Clement, next man up. I will. I'll, I'll be playing him this week. Can I give you guys the uh, the tightest spot that I'm in in one of my leagues? That is not the listener league. The tighter, the better. Jeez. I am starting both New York Jets running backs. Not a bad idea. Ball, ball, Paul, ball, plow, and and. Uh, <laughs> And Crowell, because I have my other running back is Royce Freeman and Jordan Wilkins of the Colts. You know, like Palau will get the passing work, and if they get up on the Colts, uh, Crowell could get some ice away time. They'll they'll both get carries. I mean, I just think those two together are going to score more points than if I play Royce Freeman and Jordan Wilkins. I agree. Yeah. Agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Although although Royce is in a smash spot this week, I would definitely play those guys at home versus. The but Colts. also, Craig, just FYI, Carell didn't practice today with an ankle injury, so I'm just gonna have to watch that. So, but I mean, that and, and could I, be veteran could be Veterans Day off. And I'm also one about. of those guys that I just can't I can't get rid of my Wilkins because I was so strong. Like I was like, dude, he's gonna be a good running back for the Colts eventually. And it just hasn't happened. Well, he's he got carries over my uh, Robert Turbin. Oh, yeah. Turbin, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, and every time I watch him, I feel like he's just really close to breaking. And I think he, I just feel like he's a good running back. But then he never breaks him. So, well, he was Pro Football Focus is one of um, their top five elusive rated backs in the draft. So he's got some some pedigree there. He went to Old Miss. Um, he he's. He could be good. You're right. You're absolutely right. And and yeah, don't drop him because right. you'll regret it. Just like you you regretted dropping Alfred Morris. He might exactly. play this. You know, at some point they're all going to be relevant. It's just a position. Um, Ty's hammy. I haven't heard anything about the hamstring guys. I uh, denote that I've heard that he's most likely doubtful to play this week, and so is Doyle. Ty wow. is doubtful to play. God dang. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyways. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so uh, what else we got on the news? Um, George Kittle has a knee, but. He, 
he had that in the game and stayed in the game. So I think we're all right. Greg Olson will play this week. So on the podcast, I told everybody two weeks ago and last week, pick him up and and stash him. Um, I mean, that could be a league winner, guys, especially how tight ends are. We were talking about it on the ride over here. People aren't coming off their tight ends. There's only four good ones right now. Um, people aren't trading away those guys. The position is just so scarce. Greg Olson could be a league winner or at least get your situation right if you've been just blowing. Especially for yeah, tight end. Jesse, Dr- <laughs> Jesse James. Or if you listen to a certain podcast and started Vance McDonald. Vance McDonald. Um, <laughs> so I have no idea like, what idea that podcast was. Like, yeah, what podcast said start Vance McDonald? <laughs> Actually, a lot of people did, including Pauly Sleepers. Um, he, he was a hot. But you heard it here first. He was a hot play last week, but. Our play of the week was Naeem Hines, who um, Josh picked him up and played him in the listener league. He needed him bad because he traded for a guy on a bye and had another guy on a bye. He scored between 15 and 18 uh, PPR fantasy points last week. So our, our play of the week, once again... He looks really good, though. Was I a mean, smash. He, yeah. looks, he looks very comfortable in that offense. Right. And yeah. luck, trust him. And I was so worried like watching the preseason games and all that stuff and just his the, the I think he had fumbles and stuff oh, yeah. like that. He was a returner and then he kept dropping all the punt returns. So yeah. That's all they and then well, now he's turned it around, so I'm happy about that, being a Colts fan, yeah, for sure. So, at the end of this segment, I was just going to surprise you guys. I wanted to play a little game called What's My Rank? This is where I'm going to name a player. I've got eight players. I'm going to name a player, and I want you guys to guess what their ranking is in PPR scoring. Okay, you ready? Right. Okay, the first one is Matt Ryan. Third. In total scoring? Uh, like, what's his overall position rank? In a PPR standard, well, it, uh, whatever. <laughs> see, we're like, it's a quarterback. Yeah, we see, we're like it's a quarterback. Screwing this up. So it's so it's the their position rank as a quarterback, not like overall. No, yeah, okay. in their position. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm gonna go third still. Third. This is my fault. I surprised you guys. With I'm gonna this. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna say eight. I'm gonna say five. Okay, um, Jack's got it. He is the third quarterback you, you in cheated. fantasy football. Collusion. Right now. <laughs> yeah. No, he is the third quarterback in fantasy football right now. Somebody's uh, clicking some hearts on our uh, live stream, by the way. Nice. So I'm, I'm happy about that. <laughs> nice, Go ahead. Nice. And, um, and and he's got a great schedule coming up. So we picked him up in the listener league. It hasn't done that much for us, but um, hopefully he'll get us some wins. Um, the other one uh, is Andrew Luck. We'll go with the home the homeboy. What do you think his rank is right now? Second. Second quarterback in fantasy football? Yep. Okay, you were really good on the first one, but... <laughs> but here's my thing. When you throw it 120 times in two games, you have to be up there somewhere. I'm yeah. going to say 10 since I said 8 for Matt Ryan. i got to go way lower. I'm going to go 6 on this one, I believe. It, it's 10. Okay. So and hey, and he's on his way up. Yeah. Hey, collusion right there. <laughs> he's on his way up, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is still ranked ahead of him, and and is that's crazy. Anymore. So, but he's he's going to be a number one quarterback. Um, I a lot of people said you're from Indy, you're ranking him too high. A lot of people in the community watch the games. I ranked him five for this season, and he's on pace to set the record for uh, passing attempts. So he's going to be fantasy. And they're going to keep throwing. It's going to be a lot they of gar- to. It's going to be a lot of garbage time stuff. So, yeah. but hey. I mean, the I mean, unless time. they bring back Edge and James, they're not running. Yeah, and garbage time still counts. Um, so Last time I checked, where like do you portals. think uh, where do you think James Conner is ranked right now? Oh shit! Ooh, I want to say four, five. I would say let's go higher three. Yeah, he is number five right now. Oh, 
So whoever had uh, Le'Veon Bell and uh, in week two listened to Paulie Sleeper's podcast and said this is the pickup of the week, James Conner. He's been he had a couple kind of down weeks, but not too bad. But he's had some smash weeks. He's number five at the position. Where do you think James White ranks in PPR scoring right now? Eighth, eighth overall. James didn't White. stutter. I think I think I want to say twelve. I think I'm going to go. 10. He is number seven PPR oh. running back right now. Keep going low. <laughs> number seven. And if you looked at my uh, draft guide on polysleepers.com, I, I didn't have him ranked as a number one running back, but I had him ranked a lot higher and said, basically said, hey, he always ends up being fantasy relevant and, and no one ever drafts him. Bill, He's like, it's because everybody's scared of the the Patriots and the like. You know, they could use them one week and then they're going to use them next week. And and the reality is, their usage is a lot more trackable, especially than than what people say they are. I mean, is it because they've been worse? Um, they just use James White in the passing game. But even a last lot. year, they, they had the out of all their running backs, they were the second great, like the second highest team in fantasy points out of running back position. Yeah, and they're top five in in the league every year at uh, goal line opportunities for running backs. And right now it's like Tom Brady has James White on his fantasy team. Yeah. I mean, he is just forcing that ball to him. Um, we're going to do wide receivers and uh, tight ends. Can I add something yeah. to that James White thing real quick? Uh, if you were watching the game last Thursday, they mentioned that Tom Brady was very adamant about having James White in that, and I think that plays a lot role into the confidence. He's more confident with uh, James White than he is Sonny Michelle, since Michelle is still kind of learning the offense. And James White's been there for a few mm-hmm. years, exactly. Um, we'll do wide receivers now. What do you think Adam Thielen's rank is? First, overall, like all wide receivers, first. <clears throat> uh, yeah, second or third. I'm, I'm right there, one two. He's number one. Number Adam one. Thielen is the number one wide receiver in football right now that's amazing um, and that's awesome because, but you don't hear i don't i don't hear people uh, talking about that okay what about my ride or die this is like alvin kamara was for me last year this is like if this guy doesn't do good in fantasy football then Can I'm i guess a, who I'm he is quit. cooper cup yep okay <laughs> where do you think he's Damn ranked <laughs> among his peers in fantasy football right now ninth fifth seventh Number four. Oh, so close. So yeah. close. Cooper Cup is number four overall. And like on DraftKings, he'll still be the third priced wide receiver on the team. Yeah. And I think, and, it, <laughs> and it's crazy because you actually see him. Like I, I've seen him because he's on my team and I've sat him on the bench a couple times and he scored 30 points. So I, mean, I knew that he had scored a this lot. This guy gets no love. A couple weeks ago, the team had a had a cookout and there was a great picture. Did you guys see the picture on the patio of all the guys? And I did not. A couple of them were holding their babies and they were all in their street clothes. Like somebody, somebody mentioned like the scary thing is, is that Cooper Cup is the biggest guy in the picture and there's like a lineman, there's you That's know, the quarterback, other players. Like he, like you just think he's this tiny slot player. He's yeah. not. He's like really swole. All right, we're going to finish with tight ends. We're do you think Eric Ebron ranks at the position? Number right one. Now? Yeah. Two. I'm going one. He's number three at the position. Ugh. Yeah, you so guys forgot Ertz, about Ertz, Ertz and Kelsey. Yeah. And then what about Austin Hooper? Five, just because of the way you asked it. Tenth. I'm going to go sixth. Yeah, he's number nine. So he's a number one tight end right now. So if yeah. you have Austin Hooper. Just, and he's available. He's, you're going to, it doesn't feel good. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, the medicine, you know, like it just doesn't taste good going down, but you got to take it. Like he's just, he's bad cough syrup tasting medicine. You got to play him. He's number one. He's an, a number one tight end. 
and that's it for news. Nice. So that's that's a lot of good stuff. And I like the uh, I like the surprise. Honestly, it was actually it was very uh, informative. I think people are going to like it too. The the listeners. Well, I wanted people to put into perspective. Like, I mean, if you have the guys, you've clicked on them and looked at it. But I don't know that everybody's put into perspective. Like how good Adam Thielen and Cooper Cup is right now. How good Eric Ebron is right now. Right. How good Matt Ryan is right now. I mean, you've got to. You've got to change your thinking as the season goes. Like the pre-draft rankings are out the door now. Right. This is about who's producing on the football field. Is there any 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 idea in your mind that Ebron kind of slows down? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's scoring absolutely. at like a really high rate right now. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so let's get into the DraftKings and win some money. Right, so Jackson, we won again. How's your How's your account? Did it have more money last week than it had the week before? Uh, no, I think I have more now. No, no, I was gonna kind of. Oh yeah, 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 I was gonna okay, do yeah, a yeah, progression. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah, so absolutely more money. It's going up. It's not. You know, uh, we haven't hit the big day, no, but, but we're not playing. We're, up. we're not yeah. playing big right now. That's we're what matters. Like the double ups and yeah. stuff. But um, Jackson's cash lineup once again it hit. You're just crushing, man. Man, it was uh, it was stressful. Nail biter, though. I was at a concert, and when the late games were happening, I was like, dude, like I'm just like over here sweating bullets for Gurley to do something, maybe Baldwin to do something well, more. Also, your running backs were in the late games. So yeah, Gurley and uh, Gordon, Gordon, Gurley, Gordon, and Yeldon. Yeah, our running backs, and they were all in the late games. So yeah, it was stressful. But I mean, we uh, we pulled out a 148, which we shoot for 150. So I mean, we uh, there was only one out of the People that sent me photos, there was only one double up that didn't hit for us. I mean, that's yeah, like when, pretty damn good. triple ups. It's nice when you're looking too. at it and you see like all green. Just like, the money that's, bags. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And I, my, I keep that up. And yeah. my tournament lineups were pretty much breaking even for you. I think we bet like 15 bucks on yep. 112 or something. Yeah. But um, I wanted Jackson to talk about like what what contests we're playing in my brother was like well it didn't hit for me like what'd you do and i'm like cash and he's like well what do you mean cash it's all yeah, cash so um so what we that mean is interesting because i have like i look through those lineups i'm yeah. like i don't know what this means what we mean for cash is it's just less risk um so you're pretty much splitting 50 50 so uh like what i do with your account what i help what i do on my personal account i'll play probably 80 percent cash games which are more double ups head-to-heads 50-50, so there's a... Uh, so are you playing just one other person? Is that uh, what you're saying? Sometimes you can play one other person. It's a head-to-head. Um, but I don't I don't like the head-to-heads. No, no. But I, I mean... Like, I like the double-ups that are like 39 or 64 yeah. people, and you have to beat half the field, and you double up. I do like those. I, yeah. I think those are the best way to go. But when we do tournaments, we do... And if you're a beginner, definitely do the beginners. Yeah. We do the, um, you know, the single-entry... Uh, whenever we can because like if you do the big 200k like guys spam it and do like a thousand lineups yeah if you look for the single entry tournaments those are the ones to do and if you're new at this the beginner tournaments are always going to be easier but we've been betting most of your money on cash double ups yep. and four of the five weeks it's hit so that's why your account is positive yeah so i mean just just pretty much just nail um Log on to polysleepers.com, uh, check on Saturday nights, look at the uh, cash game lineup, put those in double-ups, head-to-heads, um, 50-50s, 
and uh, you'll be profiting by uh, Sunday evening. You can go there right now and check out our player pool. So on Wednesday, we post our um, guys that we're going to be looking at. And yep. feel free to make your own lineups with the player pool. That's kind of right. all, always <clears throat> yep. our idea is let people kind of organically do their own lineups. But on Saturday, uh, he'll post the, the juice juicy lineup, and that's the one that's been cashing yep. and hitting. And then also, if you get on polysleepers.com, um, there's a first take article that i write every um tuesday wednesday wednesday um post that so i mean i do and, and this is the lineup that we're betting for you this is the lineup that right. i'm playing a bunch of my I money in. jackson's <laughs> playing it smiley's playing it this is the so if you go and log on to polysleepers.com and play the juicy lineup yeah. in cash there's no bullshit we're there's all no playing that lineup you know yeah. we could show you screenshots and we have before to so. to prove it so but hey we, we actually should post some more screenshots on like the twitter yeah. and the we did the last stuff. week but we didn't too much this week but I got yeah. screenshots on my phone. I just never posted yeah. it. So, I mean, I can kind of go back just to there. Just to show people. So, yep. they, it, it, it lends a little credibility to what we're doing. For sure. But, yeah, it's on to, on a new week, week six. It's scary to think we're six weeks in. But, uh, but yeah, quarterback this week, uh, I think cash lock is definitely Jameis Winston. So, the Falcons D ranks 27th oh, in yeah. DVP. I changed it up from DVOA to DVP. People are asking. DVP means defense versus the position. So uh, when I talk about DVP for the Falcons right now, I'm talking about where they rank against the quarterback, um, and they rank 27th. So at home, the Falcons allow, on average, 339 yards through the air per game. Um, they have now allowed three touchdown passes in four straight games. In um, th- five career games versus Atlanta, Jameis averages 249 yards, 2.4 touchdowns, and 0.4 interceptions. Like I said, he is the cash game lock of the week. And he's 5800 bucks. He'll probably be... 6800 next week and you won't be able to pay less than 7000 for him going forward. So yeah. that's why it's just such a smash play and it's not he, he played some in the end of that game and threw for 150 yards and yeah. a touchdown. He was so, 16 for 20 for 150 and that was versus Chicago. I, mean, I like though, that he got a little bit of work there. I'd, I'd feel not as good about playing him if he hadn't played yet, but he has played and um, that game will probably shoot. I, now, you're, you, you've you changed this to DVP and I think this is interesting because a couple guys were asking like, hey, yep. explain DVOA and I like DVP sounds easier to explain. It's defense yeah. versus position. DVOA just defense versus opportunity. Um, there's another word for it what the A stands for, but DVP is, I mean, DVOA, DVP is almost the exact same thing. It's easier to say. Uh, it's one less letter to write. Um, so, and, and it, I mean, it just makes a lot more sense to say the defense versus the position. Right. I think everybody gets that. But yeah. you got to watch, like, and that's why we dive into pro football focus and stuff like this because. Like a team like Arizona will have a very low red number for a wide receiver matchup because yep. of Patrick Peterson, but their slot cornerback yeah. is not very like, good. Peterson's so even if like you get on like a, get on our get on our website polysleepers.com, check out the uh, the hot take article, the first take. Um, another person I wrote up was Cam Newton. Um, so the Redskins D ranks third in DVP versus the quarterback, but they're coming off a week where they just allowed 363 yards and three touchdowns. Um, so I mean that's that's so much is skewed because it's like hey we played Arizona hey we played Chicago hey we played short week Miami too, right? we, yeah they, but I mean they play but I mean next week it's a short week because they played on Monday night yeah. I always like playing against defenses that are yeah. coming off that short week but I mean that's just that's just a where a flaw in the ranking comes in because it's like hey if you play three bottom eight passing offenses obviously your ranking's gonna be a lot better than what I mean for say Atlanta I mean Atlanta's played New Orleans Tampa Bay. 
um, Pittsburgh and um, Cincinnati. I mean, Jesus. I mean, that's a lot of <laughs> potent offenses right there. I that's like a- that because th- it's still early in the year that you can't yeah. trust those rankings no. 100%. And that's why Jackson's here with us, you know, to kind of read between the lines and look at. And that's when you could smash on DraftKings, when you can realize, yeah. like, your slot wide receiver has a good matchup. Yep. Even though there's a big red number four, no one's going to play that guy. Yep. Or, like, when Jackson sees that a defense that looks really good against a position or really bad against a position can be skewed because of the opponents they face. I mean, right. even like last week, I mean, the best quarterback last week was Aaron Rodgers. And like, you look at, okay, like the, the Lions defense has been getting killed by the run, but it's like, okay, ever since week one, I mean, when Sam Darnold had for two touchdowns and less than 20 passes, like, okay, like maybe they have a, a de- decent secondary, but it's like, damn, Rodgers like exploited the hell out of them. I mean, sometimes for- teams have, um, good secondary ratings because the other teams just run the pissed out out yep. of it, and and that, or you play the Bills, the the Browns, and the Bears. That I mean, skews. The I've always thought about that like contrarian play yep. because you do see that a lot. Like when yep. somebody's like, "Oh, they're they're the uh, they're the number one team against the run," it's because people throw the ball all over them and yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing with like tight end. Like I, I'll go over here in a bit, but it's like tight end rankings are like so skewed. It's like okay, who'd you play? Like, unless you play Kelsey, Ertz, or Gronk, like, your numbers aren't going to be realistic. Exactly. So, um, for running back this week, uh, I'm going lower. I'm going really, really cheap. Um, one of the guys I'm, I'm looking at really heavily is Austin Eckler um, for 4,200. The Browns D ranks 7th in DVP versus the run and 28th in DVP versus patch catching running backs. Um, the Browns are allowing 116.6 yards on the ground per game, as well as they've allowed 26 receptions for 243 yards to the position so far. Eckler has accounted for 19.8% of the Chargers' offensive yardage so far. Uh, Melvin Gordon has accounted for 28.7. Thus, the two have combined for 48.5% of the the Chargers' offense. Uh, Eckler has yet to score under 9.1 DK points, while he has scored more than 12.8 DK points four times. For 4,200, he is a bargain. Absolutely. So, um, I, mean, that, I think that's going to be a cash game lock for me, I think, just because it's the opportunities there, and he he hasn't failed yet. He's been in a position where you could pretty much play him every week yeah. as a flex. Yep. Or in yeah, I just I just traded Golden Tate for him. Or... So, I mean, that's saying a lot. Um, at wide receiver this week, it's a week to pay up. Um, so many great different, so many great receivers with so many good matchups. Um, this is a Julio week. Like, this is oh, a yeah. for sure He's Julio good. week. Um, the Bucks D ranks 24th in DVP versus wide receiver ones. Um, the Bucks are allowing 358 yards through the air so far in four games. The Bucks have allowed the lead receiver for each team they've played so far to reach a to reach Pater. They've all scored a touchdown. That includes Antonio Brown, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, and Nelson Aguilar. But Julio won't score a touchdown. He'll just get 300 yards. <laughs> yeah, he might. Hey. That's true. But uh, Julio's track record versus the Bucks at home. So when he plays in Atlanta, he has 44 catches for 770 yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah, I think he's going to get in the end zone. So um, I, would lo- I would love that. It's about time. Yeah, it'd be it'd be damn near incredible. Um, he has an forty eight percent advantage <laughs> according to Pro Football Focus on their wide receiver cornerback chart over Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis ranks as the eighty fifth graded corner um, according to Pro Football Focus out of one hundred and eleven graded participants. So this is a Julio week. Don't even get cute playing Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper. I mean, you can go some new still because he's he's so so cheap and he's, he's just a very good receiver. But this is a and Julio's week. price is seventy nine hundred. I love it's too cheap him for the they, matchup. They keep too cheap pricing him down and his opportunity 
is is rising to me with that price yep. on DraftKings. I mean, absolutely, he had that monster game versus the Bucks last year. Yeah, and we, we were on the pod. This is I think that was like my first podcast I did. I was like, dude, this they, is the Julio weekend. They he, won't, he went for two hundred yards. Play up on him, so they play about twelve yards off of him because yeah. they don't want to get beat deep by him so he gets those little quick slants and a lot of them he could those he could turn for 30 40 the crossing routes yep. and and he'll they they let him eat in that zone and so atlanta takes they they give it to him so they yep. take it right so, like, i mean when, when the implied total is 57 and a half and it's all going to go up from here i mean you got to expect i mean julio is not going to go the entire year Without scoring a touchdown, I mean it's unrealistic. Yes. In DraftKings, you have to focus on the high implied total yep. games, the games that are going to likely shoot yep. out. And by implied total, you guys are talking about like the over under, Vegas. Yes. Like, yep. yeah, the so. over. Which man, I've been really getting fucked. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I've been really getting screwed by the uh, betting gods. Lately, I love it. So. But yeah, tight end this week. Um, the position sucks. I mean, when there's no Gronkowski, Travis Kelsey, or Zach Ertz on the main 12 game slate, um, you literally are throwing a, making a dart throw, and you're hoping for you're hoping for a bullseye. Well, who's the number one tight end in DraftKings this week? Uh, it's Eric Ebron for 5,500. <laughs> That's insane. Eric Ebron is the most costly tight end on DraftKings this week. Yeah. This might be the last week of the world. Yeah. It might be all over. But um, I think two popular tight ends are, are going to be coming out of that Atlanta-Tampa Bay game, Cameron Brate and Austin Hooper. Um, but, I mean, the same thing that like happened last week. I mean, Vance McDonald was in a great spot, super chalky, super cheap. But it's like, damn, he got us 1.7 like on DK. And it's like my, our lineup could have been so much better. And it's like, I mean, honestly, unless you're paying up for Gronk, Kelsey, or Ertz, or shooting in the wind. For- but the thing with Brait, though, is, though, you're you're also paying for that you know, that rapport that yeah. he's had with Winston for the yeah. last few years. So, yep, Winston actually last year targeted Bray for out of all the throws Winston threw. Um, Bray was targeted fourteen point three percent percent of the time. That's pretty good, and percentage. he gets a lot. He's got a huge touchdown equity too. Yep. So, um, for Br- sure, Bray is not a Vance McDonald player. No, Bray's good, not. but I mean, um, I think this is a week you really want to pay up a receiver, um, get a good defense like the Bears. But, um, I mean, if you're punting and you're punting really hard, um, the tight end you want is Niles Paul for 2,600. The Cowboys rank 21st in DVP versus tight end. Um, the Cowboys have allowed 27 receptions for 235 yards and one score so far um, for 2,600 with no ASJ anymore. And Niles, Niles, pa- Niles Paul plays for the Jags. Okay. So, I mean, what looks like it to me like a. A crappy, crappy game. I knew Dallas. that, but like, there's going to be 500 people listening, and 499 yep. of them won't know who Niles <laughs> yeah. Ball yeah. is. Yeah, because I didn't know who he was until we got like two days ago. I yeah. used to know about him because I had a, I was a Jordan Reed owner, and he was the backup. Oh, okay. Uh, there yeah. you go. He was a very good play in Washington. So yes. there you go. It's a good. But yeah, um, I think. But I mean, between Brait, Hooper, or Paul, um, play any of them. Like I said, go to PaulySleepers.com. Look at the hot take article. Yeah, and if you're um, paying up for a receiver, Niles Paul might be your. Uh, Yep. ace in the hole over there. But yeah, guys, there's free contests on DraftKings every week. There'll be a uh, there'll be one for the Thursday night game. That's like their new captain the mode. Showdown. Um, there'll be free ones all the time. Just click on free in the filter. They'll pop up all the time. I've even seen them pop up late. Yeah, where like it doesn't show up till like Saturday or something, and all of a sudden you know and then they start promoting the shit. Out of it. Yep. Yeah. So um, just you know, play the free ones, play the beginner ones, play the single entry ones, and do what we're doing for Juice right now. Just yep. play the, the double ups. It's a much safer bet, mm-hmm. and yep. um, 
Jackson's lineup hits eighty percent um, of the time. Got the fall just to end it out. Um, defense play the Bears. I mean, don't don't second guess yourself. Just play the Bears. Um, Tannehill has been sacked eleven times this year, as well as thrown five interceptions. Um, the monsters of the midway have collected eight interceptions, three fumble recoveries, eighteen sacks, and two defensive touchdowns. They've yet to score under thirteen DK points. I don't know about you, but I, it just seemed like when the Dolphins start the season, they always plummet down, and this is a time of year they just start plummeting down. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. They got four games in them, and then... Mm, that's it. Then well, just- the Bears were our DraftKings uh, play two weeks ago. First Tampa. And the Lions were our play last week, and they hit... So, I, I mean, that's one thing that's very important in this is nailing the defense, and I think the Bears is a great I mean, honestly, play. the Bears should, should cost 4000 both of them being a $3,300 discount. Just play it. That's what I'm trying to like figure out real quick because the person that I'm playing in a in, in my matchup in one of my leagues is uh, starting a defense. Obviously, that's not the Bears. I'm starting the Bears defense, and their defense is projected. And I know we always say screw projections, but yeah. are, are people truly worried about the Dolphins? Like, is that? Yeah, I'm very concerned. Hundred percent. Really? Yeah. yeah. And and John said last week. I haven't week, really like, heard a whole lot about it. I mean, besides. when the Dolphins are giving 35-year-old Frank Gore 11 to 12 carries a game, and yeah. it's like you have a productive backup in Kenyon Drake, and you're barely getting him on the field. And they're number, there's some coaching number issues. one ride receivers not getting on the field. Yeah. And John Marchbank said it last week on the podcast. He said that that's a smokescreen. He said that the Titans and the Dolphins were yeah. both smoke screens but i'm saying like i'm not saying scared of them in that way i'm saying scared of them in like people think they're better than they are yeah. no they're, they're not they're, they're trash. no i don't think anybody thinks that we, i don't know i mean the people that make the projections deal yeah they think the i mean Bears last are, time i checked well, that's they still have projected for like eight points yeah. or that's, that's, that's a problem. computer model we've all yeah. watched football for right. decades and like smiley just called it like the Miami's never good when they start out good. Yeah, I'm not worried. I'm just I'm just wondering why yeah, why the be. the Bears defense is ranked lower than yeah. because I don't an, know, say somebody else because an idiot did those rankings. <laughs> yeah. if, there we go. If we the Dolphins it. score more fantasy points than the Bears, uh, I'll mow your grass in my boxer shorts. <laughs> All right. And at that point, we end. Dude, I'm, 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 locking, I'm locking that in right now because yeah. that's if that happens, I'm going to laugh my ass off and I'm going to make him mow my yard. Lawn mower. So 48 All right, minutes, we on. have that little clip right there. All right. Thanks, man, for the money. All right. So we have questions from social media. Polly has them queued up. I want to get the questions from you because my phone and all of my technology is locked into this podcast, so I can't even look at it, look up anything that I might have gotten. Well, um, the first one, uh, you guys know Rob Mueller's from Dryer Reinbold. Yep. Um, so he had a good one last week that I didn't get a chance to get to, and it's interesting because um, it kind of played into our loss to you this week on – his thing is, he's got Philip Lindsay and he's got James White, and he's got a possible trade partner to get Royce Freeman or Sony Michelle. And he wanted to know a if those backfields were startable, like playing both of the guys if you have them both, or can you package both of them into a one better running back? And I told him that was a fantastic question, and it ended up being more fantastic because we played Sony and James White against you. Yep. And it was the right call. Like, that lineup was the best lineup for us to make that call. It, it's like a Kamara and an Ingram situation where you could start both those guys. I don't think Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay are there yet, but I think they can be. Like, Royce Freeman's averaging like six yards per carry. 
But um, I don't think that if you have both those guys, somebody's going to take on that burden and go here. Here's you know uh, Joe Mixon, and I'll take Sony Michelle and James White off your hands because then they have to make that decision. Okay, do I start both of these guys? So I think the one side of the question is no, you can't package them both to trade to somebody. But two, James White and Sony Michelle are from this point forward. At least for now, you could start them both if you have both those guys. Because you're going to get the Michelle with the run game, and you're going to get James out with the passing game, so you're going to have to cover it either way they go. Yeah, especially if they get up in games, Sony mm-hmm. will get his ice away time late. Like, what do you think about that, Jax? I think it's a good idea. I mean, White, I mean, I played both of them in DraftKings together last week. I mean, combined, they scored over 50 points. So, I mean, if you're, so much of your offense has come from your running back position, you need to play it. So Yeah. And, and that's a dynamic offense, and, yep. and there's there's more clarity. Like I said a few weeks ago, when Rex went down, there's more clarity now. Yep. There's not, you know, that both those guys are going to get plenty of looks. Um, Ryan on Twitter, he's at Kells and Cali. Uh, what's up, Ryan? He said uh, at Poly Sleepers, are there any wide receivers that I could aim for on the waiver wire that are good plug and play options for my wide receiver three spot for week six? Um, thanks, Ryan, for the question. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that this guy is available on your waiver wire, and I'm just going to say it right now. He's my waiver wire pickup start of the week. It's Mohamed Sanu for the uh, Falcons. Falcons. The way you um, said that was hilarious, by the way. Maybe well, I, I know. I, <laughs> Mohamed Sanu. I know. I said, it's, I said it all kinds you're, of wrong. You're a very country right there. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> we are in the Midwest, but come on. Don't I give know, us a bad I, name. I said that so bad. Mohamed, Mohamed Sanu. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. I, yeah, that was so bad. No, I'm sorry. I, I loved <laughs> no, it. No, that was a good, that was a good, that was a good point. Um, six for 43 and one uh, three weeks ago. Six for 111 two weeks ago. Seven for 67 and a touchdown, two touchdowns in the last three weeks. And he's a great play on, on DraftKings, too. I think he's not. I mean, I think sometimes these guys aren't priced right, like Will Fuller and Juju and Mohamed Sanu, because, you know, they've got those bigger DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones and stuff on the yep. team. But he's the starting wide receiver over Calvin Ridley, guys. Yeah. Like, if you pay attention to snap counts and, and stuff like that, like Calvin Ridley is on the field like 38% of the time and Sanu's out there like 68% of the time so it was only a matter of time when Calvin Johnson Calvin Ridley's uh, production went down and Sanu's production went up so I say pick up Sanu and play him this week no problem see if I was going to pick up a guy it'd be Willie Sneed yeah it's a great that's very um, maybe just look at the schedule going going ahead New Orleans Carolina Pitt um, in the past two games he has um, seven catches for 55 yards last week and then um, he had six catches for 56. So, I mean, a constant. 10. I think that's a good pickup, too. I mean, Sanu's my pickup of the week. Yep. Um, if he's there, and uh, if you'd care to make a water bet on Willie Sneed versus Muhammad Sanu, I'd be happy to Let's do go that for right it. now. Let's shake on Okay, it. water bet, and, and we'll go by points in the listener league. Yep. And uh, I think that Sanu will get more than Willie Sneed. And this is for the rest of the year? Uh, no, just for this week. Just for this week. That's not even fair. Well, we're talking about waiver wire. Yeah, that's pickups. true. Let's go for it. It's great. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm going I'm for have it. to go with like a either a Nunwa or an Anderson just because they're playing the Colts D and banged up, banged up. A Nunwa has a hand, and that kept him out of a bunch of last week's game. And his production's been going down, um, but also he had a hand issue in that last game. Like he didn't do anything, and he he hurt his hand. So he's got an injury that you probably want to monitor there. Um, but. Um, 
so at Grandpa RMCF um, Hua, uh, he's a, a great uh, follower on Twitter. And also, uh, thank you for your service. He's a, a retired Marine, uh, like my dad was. And uh, he um, has lots of questions every week. This is the first time I've answered one of his questions on the podcast. He said he needs to start two at his flex this week. He's got two flexes, full PPR. This is a tough one, guys. Baldwin, Cook, Corey Davis, Aaron Jones, and, and uh, Kenyon Drake. So pick two out of the five. So, um, Can you say the names again? So Doug Baldwin, Dalvin Cook, we can rule Dalvin Cook out from yep. his hamstring. Mm-hmm. Corey Davis, Aaron Jones, and Kenyon Drake. I mean, I know who I would play. I'm going to go Jones and Baldwin. Yeah, that's what I was going to say the same thing because I really like Aaron Jones. I would agree. And I mean, they're going to they're going to get up big on San Fran. Mm-hmm. And I like Baldwin better than I like Corey Davis. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. I like. Uh, I don't like Aaron Jones's usage right now. And uh, Miami plays uh, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's scary. At home, I kind of like uh, Doug Baldwin and and Corey Davis this week. Um, big, you know, upside guys. PPR too. So something you got to think about. So. Yeah, up Jones doesn't catch a lot of balls. Yeah, Aaron Jones doesn't catch a lot of balls. Kenyon Drake's usage has been hamstrung, although he did have a very good week last week. Um, Dalvin Cook does have a hamstrung. Um, and, <laughs> and so I'm saying Doug Baldwin and Corey Davis. And um, those are the questions. You guys got any? Well, I uh, I tagged you in one that wasn't necessarily a question to us, but I wanted to hear your take. Um, he was asking if he won his trade. Um, I don't know if you can find it. You probably tweet too much to be able to find it. Give me just a second. Um, I, uh, yeah, you, you um, sent that one and uh, – I don't think I screenshot it. No, so. it's okay. I think I, I think I've saved it. So give me just just a well, second. Well, there's another one here that just came up 20 minutes ago. Uh, Tater Sauce, uh, JTate91 on Twitter says, with OJ Howard out and Ebron um, uh, did not practice with four different injuries, would you drop either for Vance McDonald maybe in a full PPR league type no. situation? No, I, I, Ebron's going to be fine. Um, he's a he's a big dude. He, he you know he can rub some dirt on it, and I think he'll be good to go. We need him really really bad against the Jets. Now the Jets DVP is pretty strong yeah. against tight ends, so I would not expect a you know week like Ebron had last week, but um, definitely would not um, drop Ebron as the yeah. top five at the position right now, and he's been getting just peppered with targets. Yep. So um, Tater, thanks for the question, and uh, stick with Ebron. All right, so the one the one I was looking for, um, his uh, his Twitter name is PC Panther. Uh, it said, "Hey yo, did I win my trade? He traded Christian McCaffrey to receive DeAndre Hopkins and Philip Lindsay." Oh, and and no. I oh, I did look into that one, and we he posted his squad, and he's like kind of thin at running back. Yeah, and I think the consensus was, and I agreed that um, he left himself way too thin at running mm-hmm. back. So, um, no, I, I don't. So you want don't think he won that? No, no, I do not think he won. That <clears throat> yeah, I figured that's that was going to be your response because Chris McCaffrey is kind of one of your guys that you've talked about quite a bit on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though, man. DeAndre Hopkins, isn't he like a... But I mean, okay, so the gap that he has... Game winner? He is, but I mean, when the gap that you have from like, okay, the top... I mean, arguably, he's a top five receiver in the game. So, I mean, your top 10 compared to your top 20... Is a significant gap, mm-hmm. but it's like from twenty to sixty is so similar. It's like, yeah. but 
from running back one to ten right. to ten to twenty, the gap is astronomical. If so you look in there, somebody said post your lineup, and he had yeah. a pretty good um, wide receiving core. And yes, either one of those guys can win you your week. But for me, it came down to him giving up, giving depth. away, and the number one De- running no depth. Well, not the number one, but just depth at that position is yeah. so hard right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so so you lost <laughs> maybe. Wah wah. <laughs> um, oh wait 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 wait. No, I got something for this. Give Give me just a second. Give me just a second. <laughs> okay, he lost. That was really loud. A lot louder than I expected it to be. Um, anyway, so that was uh, the questions from so- social media. Yeah. So we got our uh, buy low, buy low sell. sell high. Yeah. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Everything, God, in the house, I'm, I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. <laughs> I got scared, and I dropped my hot pocket. The footballers killed me this week because now they're doing, for Tyler Lockett, they're doing hot locket. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Hey, do the Mark Walton one. Um, the footballers are killing it right now. Jason, like, there's Mark Walton on the Cincinnati Bengals, and he's turned him into a character, Mark Mark Waltonberg. Like, <laughs> and he's like, hey, Joe Mixon, hey, can I carry the ball? No? Okay, well, say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> say hi to your mother for me. literally one of the funniest things. <laughs> it's, it's the funniest thing in podcasting right now. Those guys will win all the awards that they deserve because they win every year. But anyway. Who, who we buying low? Who we selling high? Um, so... Uh, Jackson had a good one, Jordan Howard. What, what's your thought on buying low on Jordan Howard, Jackson? Yeah, so um, people are looking at like last week or the week prior to their buy when they saw Tariq Cohen. And the whole Bears offense just go off against Tampa Bay. But, I mean, sustainability for Cohen to get 12-plus touches each week. Um, he's not Alvin Kamara, um, and he's not in New Orleans. Um, so with Jordan Howard, looking ahead to see who they play um, the next couple weeks. Um, week six, they're uh, against Miami, and then they go up to New England. Play the Jets, Buffalo, and then Detroit—all favorable matchups against the running back or for the running back. So trade for Jordan Howard. Guys might be frustrated yep. with how he's been doing. I like trading for Keenan Allen right now. Mm-hmm. Now J- Josh, who we're going to call here in a little bit, made a great trade for Odell Beckham last week, and the owner must have been frustrated because Odell Beckham hadn't done anything. And these guys, um, you know, they can play really good football. You know that that's not going to last forever. Guys like, you know, um, DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham and Keenan Allen aren't going to be cold forever. And, no. and Josh plays us this week, by the way. So we get to see. But the other thing with Allen, too, team. like when Rivers is throwing the when Rivers is throwing 13 touchdown passes so far and Allen has zero, that's not, I mean, he's going to get the ball in the end zone. That's that positive regression time. 100%. Uh, I think both the rookies that were. Um, second and third on my list going into the season after Saquon. Royce Freeman and Carrion Johnson are both averaging six yards per carry. I think they'll get more involved. Absolutely. I think that they would be somebody to like throw in on like an extra player. Like if you're negotiating a trade and maybe it's a it's a two for one and on the other guy you just say, hey, why don't you throw Royce Freeman in there and you've got a deal. Um, especially if they're deep and Royce Freeman probably hasn't done much for him. I would definitely look to package those guys in and kind of sneak them into trades because they're rookies with fresh legs on teams that are going to run the ball. Yeah. I think Shady is a good uh, – and he was kind of on the watch list there, you know. but this week he got 27 touches. 
that he might be getting traded. Um, I think that he's going to get more used in that offense, and I think you could buy really low on Shady right now. But also with like Buffalo, they looked like if you like their game they played Minnesota and the game they played versus Tennessee. They they used their defense, thus their offense, like. They prevailed in that. Like if they their defense can win their, them games, I mean you're gonna have a Shady's gonna have a good game. Their defense has been looking really good. Um, do you have something there, Smiley? I did not, but with Shady McCoy, I picked him up last week in one of the leagues I'm in, and it's just a great pickup. He just got dropped. Yeah, it just got yeah. dropped, and I was like, why, why are you leaving him out there like that? He's a starting running back. I mean, probably. I've wanted to believe me, but there's no way. Like I was telling you, Juice, you don't drop running backs. There's certain, there's you certain guys you just drop. can't. Yeah, you, can't. you don't drop guys like that. Now, Jax also said buy low on Gronk. I don't think you can. Yeah. I but I mean, you what can. you can do with Gronk, if you well, have... Well, people are sending me, like, you know, trade request after trade request for Gronk because they're like, yeah. uh, get, let me give, no let me give you the running back in, blah, 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 somebody else. What if somebody packaged Eric Ebron or... I'll take it right there. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. whatever but they're I mean, going to add to that is going to make it better. That's what you have to do. If you want Gronk, you have to give that person a quality player at Or somebody the that you think is a quality yeah. player that you think is going to have a but regression. What you need yeah. to do, if you if you want to trade for Gronk, you need to include the tight end you have now, but you also need to bolster that package with two good receivers, um, in my opinion, just because you're playing a PPR is what you need to do. But I mean, with, with Gronk, positive touchdown regression is coming for him. I mean, since week one, he only has 16 catches for 185 yards. That's yeah. not Gronk-like. And it's his, not Gronk-like. His next, uh, he hasn't smashed yet. No. no. And his next, uh, his next four weeks, he plays Kansas City this week. So, I mean, that's a smash game. Chicago has a good defense, but we'll see how they do against a good tight end. Uh, Buffalo, Green Bay, and then Tennessee. All exploitable matchups. Um, we got to move it along. Another by low is Doug Baldwin because um, he'll he'll be involved in that offense and he's been coming back from injury. Yep. To go along with that, a sell high is Tyler Lockett, and that was somebody that we got really high on towards the end of the season because of Doug Baldwin's injury. And um, he's a number two fantasy wide receiver right now, but I think he will regress yep. um, as Doug ascends. Tyler Lockett will descend, so I yep. think he's a good sell high. And because of what we talked earlier, I think Calvin Ridley's a good sell high yep. right now. Muhammad Sanu's the number two wide receiver there. Ridley made unbelievable use out of those few targets that he got. It, that's not sustainable. Um, and he's playing limited snaps, too. And uh, Isaiah Crowell, after he has a good week every other week, he's like he's like Amari Cooper. Um, but I think you could sell him, and if you can get anything for James Conner, Jack said he traded him in the league that I have him. No one was falling for it, and I was giving him great trades just to see if I can get something for him. But um, if you can change uh, trade James Conner um, and get you know maybe a tight end back or something like don't don't try and get the value that a number five running back has because everybody knows that's going to go away. But it's also not guaranteed that Le'Veon's coming back. Like he's he has not came out, but it's also to the point to where like you're playing with house money. So trade Connor and get yeah. what you can get with now, and then whoever takes him on. Good luck. In, in that league where no one took my trade, I decided, well, you know what? That's fine. I'll just keep him. When Levy and Bell comes back, I'll have a great handcuff if something Absolutely. happens. Yep. Um, but also Eric Ebron. And yep. we talked about him. He's a sell high. Sell candidate. high. Yeah. I mean, when Jack Doyle comes back, um, he, J- Eric Ebron is not going to be a top five fantasy football tight end this year. He is right now, but he's not going to finish the season that. So um, that's it for buy low, sell high. We kind of got to go through the next segment a little faster. Right. So we've got the uh, star sit trash or cash. Oh, 
closing time You don't have to go home But you can't stay here Yeah, you can't stay here So, who are we dropping? Who are um, we keeping? Watch list um, LaShawn McCoy and Kenyon Drake were on the watch list But they are okay And like I said earlier Just don't drop running backs Unless it's Lamar Miller. <laughs> Get out of here, Lamar. I mean, Get out of here. he's on the watch list. Uh, Lamar Miller and Jonathan Williams are on the on the watch list. I hate to say it. Um, I just don't see them being viable. Um, I think that Lat Murray will bounce back this week. Arizona's horrible against the run. I think Lat Murray will finally have a good week. Um, this is going to be like his last chance. Like Derrick Henry, it was his last chance last week, and and he didn't do it. Derrick no. Henry was in a good spot. So Derrick Henry this year, if you're still holding on to him, and PPR he's gotten you four, six, six, five, and five. That's garbage. Mark Ingram. Mark that's about Ingram, as much as in my bank account right now. Mark, <laughs> Mark motherfreaking Ingram has four less pan- fantasy points than Derrick Henry right now. And he's played from one the other game. Night. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, don't do as I do, do as I say kind of thing. Like, yeah, don't drop running backs, but you can drop these fools. Um, Rashad Penny's droppable. Peyton Barber is droppable. Theo, Theo Riddick. Giovanni Bernard, because he's hurt and because they don't really use him like a Tevin Coleman or like a James White. He's not that secondary back that gets a lot of work. Um, Case Keenum. Alex Smith. Good Lord. I don't know how he ended up being the number three quarterback in fantasy last year. Marcus Mariota. Kenny Stills is so droppable right now. Quincy and Nunwa. Now, Smiley, you said something about him earlier, but I see his production just going down and down and down, and now he's got his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it looked like he was just going to soak up all the rookies' targets, and he was going to be just this great mm-hmm. waiver wire pickup. But I don't see it anymore. Um, Chris, but also with that team, just not to interrupt you, but like with the Jets, like they realize they have a good defense. I think that Todd Bowles is like actually figuring that out. So it's like, damn, we have a two-headed monster, like the poor man's version of New Orleans with Platt, with Powell and um, Crowell. So they're going like, to run it a lot. I mean, and then you're limiting the room for mistake Darnold could make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Hogan is droppable right now. I mean, I said last week, like, they're going to move him to the outside. Maybe he'll be better in, in his natural position. He just didn't do anything. And, and Edelman's with, a monster. Uh, Edelman coming back. Um, I thought that they could both survive, maybe. Jamison Crowder was kind of in a Derrick Henry spot. Jamison Crowder was in that spot where Sterling Shepard smashed the, the last week, where uh, Calvin Ridley smashed the week before. He was going up against just one of the worst slot corners in the league, and he got like six for 60. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of that wasn't Crowder's fault. A lot of it's Smith not being able to get him the ball and also being pressured too much by that Saints defensive line. So I, I think he had one, I think he had one last chance. And, uh, um, the other guy that's you know on drop, no one's going to want to do this. But the other guy that's on uh, notice right now is Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, I drop him. He's, yeah, he's, he's got no quarterback. He's so droppable right now, and I think that uh, the rookie's going to start lighting up Christian Kirk even more and more. Um, Devin Funchess with Greg Olson coming back, you're going to have to keep an eye on what happens there. Carson Wentz pretty soon. I mean, people that are hoping and praying for him to be the man. <clears throat> There's plenty of guys on the waiver wire right now that are outperforming him. It's just right now you're just sticking to but also with hopes Wentz, and dreams. With Wentz, kind of like the counter of that, but it's like now you don't have that definitive back, like lead back. Obviously, that was running back by committee, but like with Ajayi being gone now and the trade deadline being passed, your running backs are Smallwood and Clement. Like they, if Peterson is smart enough 
Ethan, I want Wentz to start gunning the ball, gunning because I they need wins. I mean, they I understand need wins. that he might he might pick it up, but I'm just saying like. You know, it's pretty soon you're out of the fantasy playoffs and 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 you got nothing. And, and you're sitting there with Carson Wentz starting on your yeah. There's just there's guys out there that are better. I mean, you know, Andy Dalton right now is a way better start than Carson Wentz. If he's on your waiver wire and you're starting Carson Wentz, then you're doing it wrong. And if uh, Baker Mayfield is on your if he's on your waiver wire, like go right now, stop the podcast, exit it out, do whatever the hell you're doing, pick Baker Mayfield up. Like his next four weeks, Tampa Bay. If you're worried about your quarterback, well, he plays oh, the mean, Chargers. He plays the Chargers this week, which is fine. I mean, go right ahead. But I mean, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Atlanta. That's his next four matchups. A lot of, and I mean, you look at, I mean, you look at what Baker's done in the past two weeks since he became a starter. He played Oakland and played Baltimore. In those games, he had 17.8 points and then 23.9. So, I mean, his the, floor is decent. The kid's got moxie. Yeah. yeah. He's got and spunk. He's, and he's good. Yeah. Um, and Jarvis Landry's good at football. So. If, if you went to a yeah. quarterback and said, hey, pick four teams that you want to play, I mean, that, that list of teams, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Atlanta, would literally be like, that's a laundry list of just teams yep. that are you're just licking your chops. So, um, he's Jackson's pickup of the week. Mine at the position is Jameis Winston. And he's available in... Um, I had it lit, written down here. Um, he's only rostered in 33% of the leagues. So if you're worried about your quarterback this week or something happens later this week in practice, somebody goes down. Um, Atlanta's 29th uh, DVP against quarterbacks. So um, they just feast. It's in the dome. Um, Wendell Smallwood is 35% owned. Pick him up. Um, and uh, Muhammad Sanu is 50% owned. He's my start of the week. That's uh, waiver wire starts. Um, Mike Davis for Seattle is going to keep getting looks. So he's 24% owned. Pick him up. Um, and that's how I would pretty much like rank those guys is Wendell Smallwood, then Mike Davis, then Corey Clement at that position. And then at the wide receiver position, my top one is Sanu. Chris Godwin is going to be playing in that big Atlanta-Tampa Bay game. He's only owned in 39% of leagues. Geronimo Allison got dropped because he was hurt. And um, he's been balling out. He's available in 50% of leagues. So, good God, get the guy that Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball to. Kiki Kuti is um, only rostered in 30% of leagues. They're using him like uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, Smiley, did you did you see my tweet the other day where I said they're using this guy like Tyreek Hill? You watched that game, obviously. Mm-hmm. We were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about like that comparison? QT, he's just very athletic, very fast, moving around the crossing patterns, find him open across pattern. Me and Jackson were actually at the Colts game. I mean, the Texans played him, and all you heard was Kiki QT. And I'm like, who is this guy? And then that really opened it up. And watching him last week, they used him the same way, very fast, very motion. That opened up DeAndre Hopkins as well. So I think it's very favorable for them. They were lining him up in the backfield, and mm-hmm. they didn't um, run him on any end arounds, but you know that they will. I'm not saying this guy is Tyreek Hill. I'm saying that the Texans are using him like Tyreek Hill, so he's going to get tons of opportunity. Good Lord, he's probably on your waiver wire right now, and if you're you know, holding on to, um, who do we say, Chris Hogan, Jamison Crowder. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> Quincy Anunra, Kenny Stills. Drop those guys and pick up a winner. These guys are league winners. Especially since Fuller's kind of been in and out, and it's kind of been like with the, with his injuries, he's kind of injury prone already. So kind of just pick him up already. I mean, he's yeah. he's proven to be solid role. And, and since Fuller went out in the Colts game, that was like 
Watson's very next target was instead of Fuller or Hopkins, it was actually QT. Fuller, I need you to get your stuff together and stop being hurt. And interesting, uh, QT went to Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. That would have been a very deadly combo. So, <laughs> and, and they churn out wide receivers. So Cameron Brates, the start of the week at tight end. He's only owned in 29% of leagues. And Austin Hooper is owned in 50% of leagues. Those guys play each other. So that's just going to be a great matchup. Um, uh, so the starts of this week are Mohamed Sanu, Cameron Brate, and Jameis Winston. We're going to talk about a few stashes. And Jack's like stashing Baker Mayfield. But would you play him right now against the Chargers at home? I mean, they're not that scary against quarterbacks, you know. They with no Joey Bosa. Yeah, I mean, you can you can play him just because like what he. I mean, last week he proved it going against Baltimore, and like that was he had more points against Baltimore than he did the Raiders, and I feel like Baltimore's defense is stronger than the Raiders, and yeah. he's at home, so yeah. I, yeah. I think that's and okay. I'm going to the game, so yeah, yeah go ahead, go all in, man, dude, and Baker. go all in. And Smiley talked about this earlier, De- Deontay Foreman, and so we've been talking about this. Lamar Miller is just on his way out. Alfred Blue is more of a change of ba- pace back. Deontay Foreman, when he comes off of IR, now granted it was a, a ruptured Achilles, so I don't know how he's going to be when he comes back. I'm not saying this guy is a league winner. I'm just saying if you're in a deep league if you've got an IR spot if you've got a deep bench and you need running backs the Deontay Foreman play can be that like he comes back week eight and he smashes and everyone looks for him on the waiver wire and you've already got him and they go well when did you uh when did you get that guy um Ito Smith is another guy like that especially with uh Devontae Freeman not practicing it's a full three-headed running back by committee there if Freeman's out it'll be a two running back by committee and they seem to favor the Falcons seem to favor him on the red zone packages he has touchdowns in the last two weeks in the red zone and it's the Falcons they're going to score a lot of points get get guys on on teams that score that was my uh, advice that my brother gave me when I first started playing fantasy football in in like 1999 you know and it still rings true get the Patriots get the Saints get the Falcons get guys on teams that score Antonio Callaway still a nice stash Christian Kirk who I said last week would be a stash hooked up for a 75 yard touchdown from Josh Rosen that's that rookie to rookie connection that's a guy that probably will score more fantasy points than Larry Fitzgerald this year and I also think Taylor Gabriel is a great flyer um, who plays kind of a Tyreek Hill uh, role on that Bears offense and the Mac Nagy offense. He blew up a few weeks ago, and he's like only on 28% of teams. So right. these are guys that are exciting guys. Get the losers off of your lineup and pick up guys like Kuti and Gabriel, Ito Smith. And, and just one, uh, just throw one other guy out there, the one guy I would like, stash, um, just depending on health and Hometown boy Chester Rogers. Um, I like him too, dude. I mean, just watching him. Like I know he had some drops, but the whole team had drops. He just looks good. He uh, looks good to me. Yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, Hilton's one injury. I mean, when he comes back, he's one in- injury away from hit- tampering him again. Right. I mean, you don't know the status of Doyle, so it's like these targets have to go somewhere. Yeah. If the Colts can just catch a ball, they will be very good right now. Like they'd be close to undefeated, in my opinion. Because if you look at all these games, if Doyle kept, keeps the fumble from happening, like doesn't force things, and they catch the ball, they win versus the Bengals. They win, they win. Yeah. right? But that's that's like the that's most just, important thing is catching the ball. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's just, tough. It's tough. I'm it's just saying, tough. devil's advocate is like you know, you're not out there to like knit a sweater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, Lord help our Colts as always, and uh, we're good. That's the stash. 
I think we're going to start calling it the uh, stash dash or cash. Yes. Isn't John? Didn't John come up with that? But I yeah. still like the music that's with it. Might, might adjust it. Who knows? We'll see. We got time. <clears throat> but we are going to. But I'm going to go pee. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to our phone call. But I'm going to pause this. So we have on the phone with us right now a listener from the Listener League. He is number two in the league. And the first thing I wanted to bring up uh, is the fact that you have not changed your name as much. This is Josh Miller on the phone with us. How are you doing today, man? Hello. La, la, la. <laughs> la, la, la. What's going on, guys? Thanks for joining the podcast. You've awesome got to be on the podcast. You got a lot better of a connection than Dylan Bolden, who is uh, the number one person in the league right now. So I appreciate you uh, you uh, doing that for us. Is your only yeah, loss it, to Dylan? It, yeah, and I mean, I'm glad. Yeah, we brought that up quickly, and we'll just pass through it real quick. That he got pretty lucky last week with Sammy. Well, I know you guys brought it up last week. So yeah, oh, Sammy Dylan, Watkins. That's Dylan's yeah, doing awesome. But yeah, Sammy Watkins came up with a hamstring on like at some point early in the game, and, and he got uh, zero points. So you could easily be my you could easily be five and zero, oh, and he would be the four and one guy if it wasn't in for Sammy Watkins. And in, in other realities, I am five and zero. And, and the, one, unfortunately, and the thing I wanted to bring up first of all is you have the least amount of points scored against you. At 493 okay. points. You guys are doing homework. I uh, <laughs> do notice that. <laughs> yeah, I know that's I the kind of shit that you notice. Uh, yeah, and my points against is incredibly low. And I feel so bad also for for uh, for Titus. I was going to bring that up. God, he has 250 more points scored against him than I do. <laughs> yeah, oh and, my he, god! Okay, so so he's out 740. Of, I'm fi- I'm 493. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Titus is getting <sighs> Titus like work. Is getting but but the but the flip side of that with Poor Titus because I wanted to bring this up with the flip side of that, he's actually second in scoring. To yeah. guess, hey, who is the uh, highest scorer in the league? Pauly uh, Sleepers. Might it be Pauly Sleepers, yeah. And Titus is seven points uh, behind you, and you guys are both one and four. See, I told everybody, Josh, this is the best one and four team you've ever seen. I did not know that we were the highest point scorer. That's though. 680 points. Oh, my God. We are getting royally fucked, and that's going into the swear jar. <laughs> it abs- I mean, you absolutely are, because like I said, the... Uh, I told everybody we were going to stop F-bombing, and I haven't since then, but I'm going to reserve <laughs> the right to use that. So, um, we play you this week, Josh. Oh, is that right? That's right. Yeah, you may uh, have noticed I that. Uh, I, I, I will say um, um, real quick. Uh, Juice mentioned something about my my team name, and I haven't changed it for a while. And I did give you guys a little bit of slack for not having most original names, but now it does turn out that you, Paul, have a very apt name. Polly's hibernation team and Smiley, who's with us tonight, it was like laughing into his shirt <laughs> when you said that. Yeah, it's crazy, but like we're scoring and just, oh, I don't know. We were talking about it earlier, you know, when, uh, when uh, Sony crossed the goal line and they didn't call it and they didn't review it and then Tom did the quarterback sneak, that was a 12-point swing 
thing that would have oh. lost the game. Jesus. <laughs> but we play you this week, and you have uh, who you love, Melvin Gordon, A.J. Green, and you just mm-hmm. traded for Odell Beckham, and you stole him. You bought low on him is what we've been talking about. We would talk about buy low candidates. Absolutely. Somebody must not have been uh, happy with his production and, and, and smart fantasy coaches swoop like in, you man. swoop in there. And, and what did he do? He threw one. He, did he kick a field goal last week, too? <laughs> That dude will kick a field goal. He's a soccer player. Um, but, no, he did not. Uh, yeah, that bomb to Saquon Barkley, it actually reached the Empire State Building. <laughs> but dude caught it and uh, and went with it. And, yeah, then another, like, 30-something yard catch that was a beaut into the end zone. Um, then you're exactly right. Yeah, I was uh, – as I think you guys mentioned earlier, too, a couple weeks ago that I was fiending for a trade because as, as I was winning – I was nervous to every win that I got. Like you said, I have the lowest points against me. I mean, I'm squeaking by. I have two weeks where, I, where the guy against me scored 81 and then 82. Yeah, I was one of those, I think. Not, <laughs> yes, you were, sir. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. You were you were undefeated, but you were just dying for a trade because you felt like you needed to do something. And you traded for Odell Beckham like two hours before the game. It carried over through the week and didn't go through till Tuesday. Um, you couldn't believe the guy took the trade. I was surprised. Yeah, I'd thrown a couple out there and kind of forgot about that one. And, uh, so who and was that? Was the that game. the Monday... Uh, uh, when the Monday morning Gert Squirt the, is that's the Monday morning American podcast? No, not uh, Gert Squirt. It was it was the guy I had just beat, which is even better. Um, <laughs> Dustin Roller, Jersey Shore Rejects. Yeah, he's in he's in last place. Oh, right now. Jersey Shore. That's yeah. right. So unfortunately, Dustin Roller, uh, another the, uh, name right now. Monday American pod or not Monday American the um, Married with Children podcast. Okay, it's the other podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's a busy guy. He may not. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Josh, that I just think is uh, is fascinating is some of the geeked up shit that you do pre-draft that, like, I think that a lot of people listening probably just go by somebody's rankings. If they're smart, they probably go by a consensus ranking. If they're really into this, they might do their own rankings, which you do. You do your own sure. rankings. I, I do, yes. And and then, But then you also do something else that is really geeked up, and I love it. And I don't think anybody else does this, but if you play with somebody – over and over and over again, if you're in a league that you're in a lot and you know the tendencies of somebody, to tell somebody like what your mock draft situation is all about. So, yeah, um, well, and after a few years, or a couple of years of mock drafting, and it was, it's as detailed as you can actually get it um, with like set, you know, with the settings and whatnot, if you're in a, 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 a and we would do have a specific league where we're, uh, you know, we're, we're in a league of record, uh, it's a keeper league as well. And we're, you know, the same guy, the group of guys have been together for years. We, you get to know them for sure. You definitely get to know them if you do live drafts, which we do. And so I just got tired of looking at like a mock draft when I was doing it. And like, well, this wouldn't happen because, you know, you know, John would take this guy and Paul would take this guy in this case. And, and so uh, last year was the first time I did it and just put out an Excel spreadsheet and went through. I didn't do the whole draft. I do like the first 12 to 15 rounds, depending on how late or how much time I have. Um, and yeah, I just mock them out. I uh, just, you know, I get the top, um, it's kind of the top list. I mean, I usually do my ranking first um, and my rankings, and I can kind of go to that in a minute. But the, uh, yeah, but as far as the draft, I, I, you know, I get a list of the top uh, 
um, positions, players in the positions, and then go through each round. Um, we already have the draft order set, you know, a few weeks before when we're going to actually draft. Knowing, knowing the draft like, order is sure. key it is, for sure. doing this. For but sure. You have like, to know that. What, what he's doing, guys, is he's like mocking who he thinks you're going to take and then who you're going to take and then mm-hmm. who I'm going to take and then who he's going to take. He's doing a mock draft based on who he thinks is actually going to get drafted by the players. I don't know. That's that, impressive. I don't know that people in like during the draft, he's like looking over at me and he's like, oh, see, I got that one right. That is rare. That it, like, the, the fact, yeah, to get, I, I, I say that because uh, it doesn't happen much. But, but it, I still it, think it, it gives you a better idea a than really going idea. online and just doing that. one. For sure. For sure. It's def- I think it's definitely helped me. Just get ready. Because you do this mock draft and you're like, damn, look at this fucking team I just got. It's the shit. I mean, I can't tell you how many of those I sent Paul. And the, You'll never get the, that you team. You come to the draft, you're like, you're never, yeah, exactly. You're not going to get that team. Mock drafts uh, so are terrible. Try to get realistic with it a little bit. So the other and, thing that he yeah. did was he we did ours live online, which I never I always like live drafts, but we did this one online because there were people, you know, some people that aren't in Indiana on, on the draft. But um, Josh had a concert to go to, so he ranked his players, which it will default to your rankings on a mock, and he didn't get. Everybody, he probably would have got live, but like he's in second place right now by going in and adjusting the rankings. Like, how long did you spend picking guys, and what would you have done differently? Do you think? Yeah, um, I I definitely spent a good amount of time doing that. It's funny, like if you do this, do it like after your wife goes to sleep, or that <laughs> you're not having to take care of your your six month old. That definitely. Like, Block out some time to do this. Nothing's worse than having telling your wife, "Hey, wait, you know, hold on to dinner. And I have to finish out who I think Chris is going to take in the next round." <laughs> Don't say that sentence, right? <laughs> but I meant specifically, but, like when you did the online yeah. one for the listener yeah. league and you yeah, exactly. ranked it, so, so it, I don't it defaulted to the players that you wanted, and obviously you got a cool. good team. They just, yeah, they just did that this year. I didn't know they did it. I mean, I was very nervous about going into that um, draft knowing I had the concert and I was going to have to try to live draft at the same time. And Luckily, they had this option. And I had already had my rankings, which I just went through and kind of tier-based. Paul's talked about it and put who I think was in my tier one, tier two of each one of those positions. So I really just took that and plugged it in to um, each. And, you know, I, I ran through a couple mocks. I mean, I sound like a really big nerd. <laughs> no, no, that's what we do. It. That's what we do on here, so that's fine. <laughs> and, uh, and, and kind of adjusted it because it gives you the option to pick like best available so you can just kind of set your whole like top 200 players if you want to and it's going to pick the best one or it gives you this, or the option to pick like round three you're i want a running back that round and, and, and it's going to take your number one ranked running back at there you know your top ranked running back at that point uh, so i did that for the first couple rounds and then i just did best available for the rest and it did it worked out well I and mean, i got obviously the guys i wanted um, I probably would have taken the biggest turnaround. I think that maybe I would. I think Saquon Barkley was there with AJ Green, and I did really want a, a good wide receiver. Um, that one would have questioned me, uh, or I definitely would have questioned that one. But I mean, other than that, I was I was pretty happy when I when I turned on my my phone. Like somebody was like, "Oh, Melvin." Oh, Melvin Gordon's already off the board, and I'm like, yeah, that's Josh. And that was definitely <laughs> um, the plan the whole time. I, mean, I did. He's the number three running back. Like, so yeah. everybody that thought that you drafted him too early is obviously eating crow yeah, right you were, now. You were right on that one. He's so good. The other thing I liked about um, how they let your set your rankings up on ESPN, if you do 
do the rankings and just let it kind of mock into your rankings? It, is it even lets you say that you want a kicker in the fifteenth round and a defense in the sixteenth round? Like it'll yeah, wait exactly. to it, do that. Absolutely. Well, we don't it we really don't do does. kickers, so I don't even it, know why I brought that up. We don't. <laughs> but but, but it was like I did use that feature, so I didn't want. I wanted to make sure I got you know as many of the players that I wanted of those position players. So so the rounds I think it was a sixteen round uh, league, but uh, round sixteen, fifteen, and fourteen. I set up to have like a, a quarterback, tight end, and then defense set up in those, last, in those last three picks because those are the easiest to to stream. Clearly uh, worked I mean, out for you, yeah. And so far, yeah, it it, it definitely has. And, um, and, and, and you know, and also an insane amount of luck. Again, I'm the lowest points scored. So, aren't you um, starting a quarterback that you just picked up off the waiver wire? I mean, you and I talk a lot about, especially in a ten team league how little value a quarterback has and people try to trade him. And remember Jeff was trying to trade us Patrick Mahomes because he was on fire and we had Tyreek Hill and someone else didn't fall for the trade either. Yeah, Jeff should have. We picked Jeff's up Matt trade, Ryan. Jeff's and going to trade Pat, Pat Mahomes or, or, or Roger. He's got to. He's got to, but he's, I don't. He's, he's think a trade away from a great team. He he he, he needs to do much. it, but he doesn't realize that people can see guys like Matt Ryan and Andy Dalton. And also, stuff like real that, quick, his name. Way more. You value. guys were wondering about his name, Mahomes, in his neighborhood. Yes, um, and you thought like my homes or you know like my homies in my neighborhood. But it's I, right. Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. Yeah, um, I, I believe it's like. Patrick Mahomes is now in Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood. And this is something that only a few people can understand because that's Jeff Japanese. Gets a, that's Japanese. <laughs> it's yeah. Jeff gets so deep in his funny shit. No. you got you to get a shovel. Josh, <laughs> Josh has a doctorate in Japanese, and I'm not doubting that right now. I could see where his train of thought would be Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood, Patrick Mahomes' neighborhood, Patrick well, Mahomes Jeff, is now in the neighborhood. Before this was uh, Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood or something yes, like that. Yes, and his yeah. other quarterback is Mr. Rodgers. It is. That's exactly it is. why he did that. That's not even... <laughs> That's Dude, the roundabout even, way you guys just got there is yeah, like hurting my brain a little that's bit. That's not even plausible. That's that's, <laughs> I'm that's it. Um, <laughs> um, we talked about the podcast that we're going to do um, before the Bills game. That's a week from Sunday. Water bed. We've got let's a, go. We've got a water bet because uh, you owe juice some water. We're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel of water. That's from the fantasy footballers and this, see. This is a blast, by the way, yeah, I, I hope he gets the, the of the modern age. I hope he gets the English Channel or the uh, Daniel Sun. Uh, personally. I, want, I want pockets. Oh, pockets. <laughs> pockets is nice. Pockets a day ruiner. And the yeah. sad part is the weather. That is 100% is... water to skin. Yeah, they just pour a cup of, uh, he, just, he just pours a cup of water into your pocket. I'm okay with that. Um, so we're going to have food. We're going to have drink. We're going to have our buddy John Porter from the Bills Mafia, a Bills fan who's got a Bills tattoo. Let's um, go. We're going to have oh, a yeah. representative there. Um, there might be table breaking. I'm si- I've got a, I got a couple of friends that are in everyone's signing off buffalo outlaw table oh yeah 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 they're probably getting tired of throwing the tables away yeah (laughs) well like if they if if like when they go on the road like uh, like places rentals like don't rent them out to like yeah it's it's crazy um so we also talk about um things that you know we do to make our leagues fun and the waterbed is one of them but i wanted you to talk about 
a certain thing you did with the trophy in our league of record. <laughs> now, this trophy is currently residing in my house because I beat Josh in our league of record last year, and we've had it for eight years. Um, Jeff made a beautiful trophy. It's got plaques of all the winners on it. Um, shout out to Ross for winning it three times in a row, like a dynasty. But I won it last year, but a few years ago, um, Josh played a little trick that was absolutely legendary. Yeah, so after our draft a few years ago, um, we, we you know, the, the trophy is somewhat presented uh, at the draft feature. The new guy gets it. And so, we, you know, we always uh, hang out and party afterwards, and it was a few hours after, and I don't know, half the people had gone home, and I noticed um, that the trophy was just sitting outside by Sitting itself. there unattended. Unattended. Unattended, exactly, Paul. And so, <laughs> I was with my cousin, because if you remember, Paul, my cousin drafted for another guy that, that uh, <laughs> the guy yeah, couldn't we show had a, up. We had a, we we had a uh, substitute yeah. drafter, yes. So, he was, and he was also my DD, and so I was like, hey, um, you ready to leave? And he goes, yeah, and I was like, cool, take this outside and put it in the backseat. <laughs> so Stole he, the trophy. He did so, and we left, and we went to, uh, we met up with some friends that night had a good time uh next day and you know i wake up get into my normal routine uh i go out to i go to my grandmother's every sunday when i can for dinner and after sunday like my phone's blowing up i can tell i can hear feel feel it in my original and so i look and there is a large conundrum about where the fuck the trophy is (laughs) he forgot that he stole it i completely forgot i stole it it's in my back seat now and, uh, the league commissioner Jeff, who's in our league, that would be Mahomes in, in, in his neighborhood, um, is losing his mind about it. Um, he's not happy. He knows one of us took it, and it's a it's a thing. Uh, but, you know, so um, instead of saying "Yo, calm down, I got it," I uh, took it to full advantage, and it was just like, "Damn, dude, who do you think took it?" <laughs> yeah, still playing into it. <laughs> and so on the way home, I stop at a friend's house. And I'm telling them the story, and I'm like, hey, I want to make uh, a video. This is Brian Titus, by the way, right? Yes, Dr. Brian Titus' house, yes. Um, Which is girls, uh, guys rule, girls drool. Um, And so I I stopped there, and him and Creedon, who you've had on the show before. Oh, yeah. They uh, assisted, and they had you know, they had these like bamboo shoe blinds, and they're on their back deck. <laughs> so I had them. I had a put a light on that, and had Creedence stand behind it and wrap a, a towel all around his head, and uh, declared that um, if uh, <laughs> unless unless one of the teams traded another team certain players the trophy would be destroyed. <laughs> and then instead of sending it from my phone, I sent it to another guy, another guy's phone and had him send it out to all the rest of the players. And this is back before like phones took good video. This and, is great. And he this sent it video. through a few phones to get it real it grainy. Like it came, it came from Cop Ghoul. And it was god awful. Yeah, and it's like, th- like outside video taken inside of the guy Love it. through the blinds, shadows, sent to a phone, sent to another phone, sent to us, so it's just all grainy. It looks like this terrorist <laughs> has stole the trophy. 
And and this is while Josh has this great idea to steal the trophy, fucking forgets that he stole it, <laughs> goes to grandmother's for dinner. We're all freaking out for like 10 hours, 8 hours, like, where's the trophy, where's the trophy? Realizes that he took it, then takes it to the next level and does this video. So anyway, I wanted him to tell this story because there's just things that you could do to make your fantasy leagues fun. And a lot of guys make guys, you know, stand downtown with signs that say, you know, I suck at fantasy football in a tutu or I've seen tattoos, like yeah. people get tattoos tattoos or whatever and um this is just something just on the fly that he did that is just absolutely legendary and uh we'll tell everybody about the Odie face on a stick here one of these weeks too <laughs> definitely yes yes it's worth the save so i met josh when i worked at stone creek he was the chef i've known him for many years he is one of my best friends you can find him at goose the market um, he is uh, downstairs. There's a bar area you can roll up to and get a cheese board and some wine. He knows his shit. He knows texture and flavor and spice and and like just this is awesome chef. And you can pair a beer with your food or pair wine with your food. Um, you're also doing a big catering. This uh, you're doing like what the Dickens the like uh, like which we do, do yeah yeah story? yeah uh plug for just the market um we are doing a couple like real fun dinners if you ever seen the italian movie called the big night uh we are doing a dinner for in, in november it's a private dinner you can buy tickets to that i cook for right in front of you um, and then uh and that's in, like i said an italian themed dinner that's based on that movie and then in christmas we are doing a dickens dinner which dickens am i excited about oh boy it's gonna, it's gonna yeah. be a good time i think that's I like a, a great one goose the market is awesome they have all these promotions and coming up here on the holiday times you can order your turkeys and hams and all that i wanted to get that in there josh because like you know you're passionate about the, your Thank food you. and, and you're a great chef and that's how i met you and and um you know me that's, and paul like food yeah we do we do um that's it man um we wish you luck except for when you play us can i real quick uh, add a couple things in um yeah. I, I real quick wanted to let everybody know that the Fitty Bowl is happening right now. Jeff Fiddler is playing Trey Fitty, so I really think that whoever wins this gets to keep the name Fitty. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Just for some league stuff. Uh, also, real quick, Paul, I feel like it would not be just unless we put a, a goddamn water bet on this. On this. Okay. Um, so we're, we, we, I think we water bet. Water bet. <laughs> okay, you got it. Payable at the Bills game. Uh, yeah, that's all, dude. God, you got thank it, buddy. You so much for having me on. This is a blast. Thanks for coming on, man. In the, in the juice. Thanks for doing the league. This is really fun. You no, know, I appreciate you calling in. It makes the uh, show better, and I like uh, keeping everybody involved. So thank you for calling in. Jackson, I'll be in in six weeks. <laughs> that's ugly. See you guys. Have a great one. <laughs> Peace, man. <clears throat> all right. That was so, good. That was really good. Good, good conversation with uh, with the Miller the Miller guy over there. Do you have a hot take? <sighs> Not a good one. I don't either. So basically, I think, I think we're going to skip. Basically, hot, I got, just I got a hot take. I made one. Go ahead, go. You made you, one. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, we don't we don't need the drop. On the way no. here, you said you didn't have one. Um, mine last week was Robert Turbin would revitalize our running game, and I did say give it time, but I don't think that's going to be a very good take. Um, and uh, mine was Stafford. That was incorrect. Yeah, he did good though. Yeah, decent. Yeah, but Stafford had a good game. Hurt him. Yeah, Stafford had so, a good game. But uh, my hot take of the week is Chester Rogers will be a top ten scoring wide receiver in the PPR format versus the J E T E S Jets. 
Um, the Jets D ranks 21st and 18th in DVP versus the wide receiver one and wide receiver two. Rodgers are coming off back to back 11 target games where he scored 18.5 and 14.6 PPR points. Um, the corner he's going up against Buster Screen um, has allowed 21 receptions for 299 yards so far, um, and Screen's the 94th ranked um, corner out of uh, on Pro Football Focus. So. Uh, real quick, I did have one. Derek Carr is going to finish top five quarterback. A lot of people are saying he's not going to be that good this week. It's the contrarian play, what yep. you guys said, which is the Seattle Seahawks. They're saying, oh, they've got a great pass defense, but that's right, because people but that have been game, hey, kicking that, their other ass. Thing that, other thing with that game, it's in London. A yeah. lot of people don't know that like, they're playing there. So, Derek, like, the travel effect, defenses. Derek Carr is going to get a ball out. I almost picked him as a pickup this week, except for when the London thing happened, because I did that one year and just... London will screw some people, but oh, yeah. yeah, you you might be right. I'm, um, I'm okay with being wrong. Um, my my hot take is Ito Smith and Ronald Jones will both score in that game this week as rookies, and Ronald Jones will get his first score this week. And Ronald Jones went to what university? Oh, uh, the the football factory, <laughs> USC. <laughs> do baby. they give out diplomas there, or do they all just play football? No, they all just go to. They, they take get, their they Heisman all, trophies away. What they do? Yeah, exactly. Well, they, they all get gold yeah. jackets. <laughs> yeah, they they all like when you graduate, you're in concussion protocol. That's yeah. that's how important football is. To <laughs> or you just get banned for PEDs. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we. Uh, Got got one for us. I mean, Smiley, I, I, come I'll on! Stay, I know you. I know you. I know you got one. I'll say one. I want to say uh, Tyler Gabriel outscores Trey Burton this week in fantasy points for the Bears. I Taylor think Gabriel, he, yeah, I think he's got a, a, a chance to exploit that uh, Dolphins defense. I mean, Trey Burton, a really big target for Tra- uh, Mitchell Trubisky, but just a bold prediction to Gabriel. Plus, also, that. I think lot, or when jo- or John shot down my Gronk take, it was versus the Dolphins because right. of Minka Fitzpatrick. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, he's got a point. Smiley both like Taylor Gabriel, so I would pick him up and 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 at least uh, have him on your bench and ready to go. It'd be a good tournament pick in DFS, by the way. Yeah, like real good. Just just most one or two two in your lineups, just a good shot. I yeah. like Kuti and and uh, and Gabriel's cheap. So if you pair Cameron Brait with both those guys, you got plenty of money to pay for AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. Yep. And we're not paying up for uh, running backs this nope. week either. So. But also, yeah, just uh, finish our, my last point. Get on polysleepers.com. Check out our Twitter, polysleepers. Um, we, we'll have the juicy lineup posted on Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, guys, come to at uh, polysleepers. We, we're like 30 followers away from 1,000. You um, will literally make Paul's heart happy. Yeah. Once he breaks that, like literally, he will, he will throw a party for himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll throw a party too because yeah. it's like, damn, what, Every, it's, this July we accomplished invited. something. Everyone's yeah. invited. Yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining the uh, Periscope on Twitter. Once again, you guys can always find us at Juice in the Morning on Twitter at Juice in the AM. You can also find us on Facebook. Just uh, search in the search bar Juice in the Morning and come to the uh, the tailgate come, come October twenty first. October twenty first, a week from Sunday. We're gonna drink. We're gonna do a podcast, uh, and we're just gonna have a good time. Time, and then we're going to go watch the game and see the Colts beat the Bills. Thanks for joining, guys. Enjoy your week six.